Hi there, Frank Thacker here, and welcome to the Daily Peacemaker. So, uh, as the uh, title of this podcast says, Peace on Earth, is it possible? I, for one, would say uh, yes. Uh, I believe quite strongly that it's definitely possible. Then the question becomes, is it probable? Yes, it's possible, but will it happen? Is it probable that it will happen? Is there even a chance that it could happen? And I would say yes to all those. And um, let me let me back up a step. And, and when you hear the word peace, um, conjures up all kinds of ideas and images in, in people's minds. So... When I talk about peace, I'm talking about a culture, developing a culture in which the inherent worth and dignity of every living creature um, is honored and respected, and that we resolve conflicts in a nonviolent way. And um, that, that word conflicts, I, I find interesting because if you say you have a conflict, Okay, or you could say you have a disagreement, or you have a different opinion, or you have a different perspective. Um, when you use words like disagreement or different perspective, um, different view, they don't sound as um, violent or as... Um, that it's going to be a fight. If you use the word conflict, it tends to say, oh, we got a conflict. It's almost in the in our back of our brain we hear conflict as leading to violence. And obviously that's not necessarily true. So anyway, so this culture of peace, the inherent worth and dignity of every living creature is respected and honored, and conflicts are resolved in a nonviolent way. It seems that at this point, when we talk about conflict, um, the way we're going to resolve it is either through those um, fight, we're going to fight you, you know, we're going to fight each other until one of us wins, and that will be the truth. And the other is to, we call it flight, run away, or disengage and say, all right, you believe that, and I believe this, and let's each go our own way, and the, the heck with that, and I'll probably never talk to you again. But there is a third way, and that's the way of nonviolence. And um, let me just stop there for a moment and, and point out this book. It's Jesus and Nonviolence, The Third Way, and it's by a guy by the name of Walter Wink, W-I-N-K. And um, it's short. It's only like about 115 pages, and it's a, a small book, paperback, and it's really probably one of the best books um, that I've ever um, read. And it's a really good book to uh, start on um, looking at nonviolence. And um, it's it's Jesus and nonviolence, but it's not Jesus as, you know, this son of God or this religious figure. Or it, It's Jesus as a teacher of nonviolence. And um, it's just really, really good. And um, it's got some discussion questions at the end of each chapter that you can apply to yourself or even uh, sit with a group and read it. But excellent book and easy, easy to read. And he's got some really good stuff in it. 
and why we're talking about books. Um, another one is why civil disobedience works. And um, it's nonviolent, the strategic logic of nonviolent conflict. And it's a research book, and it's it's a pride because it's a research book, and it's it's by two uh, two women, Erica Chenoweth. It's C H E N O W E T H, and Marianne Stephan, S T E P H A N, and it shows that nonviolence works much better than violence. It's really well done in terms of a research study. So this, this third way of nonviolence. One of the interesting things, or one of the things I find interesting anyway, is that the word nonviolence is not that old. I mean, the idea has been around for eons, but the actual word nonviolence only came into um, the common parlance, if you will, or common language, maybe only a hundred years ago, or maybe 150 at the most. And so my hope and the fact that I think it's possible to create um, peace on earth and even probable rest in this notion of nonviolence and how it's growing. Um, nonviolence is a science, and I've said this many times, it's a science it is a skill, and it is an art. So you look at the, the notion of nonviolence as um, a science, it, it includes the, the fact that there is a body of knowledge around what nonviolence is. There's principles, there's practices, and that body of, of knowledge is growing. You know, people are coming up of, of, with new ways to to practice nonviolence, both one-on-one -on -one and in groups. Um, there's new studies being done that show how nonviolence works. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. If you go online, you can find an awful lot of stuff about nonviolence. Um, a lot of stuff on YouTube about what nonviolence is, what it means to be nonviolence, um, the ins and outs of, of nonviolence. So it's a, it's a real science in the sense of there's a body of knowledge that is growing. And there is research showing that this method works better than that method, that type of things. So that's a real good sign to me. Another sign is that it is a skill it's something any one of us can become good at. Um, and it's also something that can be taught. If you um, look around at um, the schools, both from kindergarten up to, to university, they now have courses on nonviolence and teaching people um, the ins and outs of nonviolence, how to live nonviolently in their own life. That's um, with, even within the last 50 years, it's, to me, it's grown tremendously. And also, it's an art and then it's creative. Um, there are a lot of examples of people using nonviolence in very creative ways. So where does that leave us? So peace on earth, is it possible? Definitely, I would say. 
and that's pretty much up to you and I. Is it probable? I say it's got a good probability of happening. The probability of it happening is growing, and it will grow even more depending on what people like you and myself do in terms of practicing nonviolence, learning about nonviolence, practicing it in our daily life. Um, it's nonviolence. Nonviolence is not something you you wake up and say, or okay, I'm going to go to a nonviolent uh, rally this morning, or I'm going to engage in this nonviolent action with this other group of people. It's a lot of work. You got to be. You really have to have a really good knowledge of nonviolence and how it works and the best way to use it in a given situation. But the reality is that people, more and more people, are entering into this and really taking nonviolence to heart and saying, uh, committing to it as becoming a way of living for them, living their daily lives. And the notion is always, I hope to be more nonviolent today than I was yesterday. So it, it's really up to us, you know, that's why I call this the daily peacemaker, because every one of us can contribute to creating this culture of peace. And you know, all, all the time when people hear about a tragedy or a, um, a, an unjust action or, or things like that, they say, well, what can I do? You know, climate change, what can I do? What can I do? I'm just one little person. You know, um, how can I do anything about the different wars that are going on? Well, I would say if you begin to study and practice nonviolence, you're doing a lot. And that's something we all can do. It's, you know, it may seem small, but um, it's not in the sense of the more people that do it, the, the more the whole um, atmosphere, if you will, of nonviolence um, happens, and, you know, and I find it really great that it's that it's being taught in like uh, grade schools, and um, kids are really learning about nonviolence and and what it entails. So, peace on earth, it's possible. It's up to you. It's up to me. So, um, I think that's. That's the essence, you know, this this third way. This, again, this book is, is just really, really good. It'll give you a really good understanding. Again, it's Jesus and Nonviolence, A Third Way by Walter Wink. It, it's just um, pretty powerful. Um, there's another one here, speaking of books. I just saw this on my desk. It's The uh, Nonviolent Life by John Deere. Again, it's relatively small. You know, it's hundred and not even 150 pages. So that's what I mean. There's a lot of stuff um, going on in the world of nonviolence in terms of people writing about it, exploring new ideas about it, increasing the, the knowledge of, you know, how this really works and how powerful it is. You know, there's a line in Shakespeare where it's the quality of mercy is, is twice blessed. It blesses those who... Uh, receive it and those who give it. And I would say that's the same for, for nonviolence. You know, when you start to live nonviolently, it, it's a blessing. You, you begin to um, 
I don't want to say feel proud, but you begin to have a good sense about yourself and also a sense that you're contributing something to the to the world. And the person or the groups that you are acting nonviolently to um, also receive something. They may not respond the way you would like them to respond, but there's an energy that, that's a, a good energy that's coming from you out to them. So it, it's a twice blessed, as I say. So, um, and especially during this season, uh, you know, where there's peace on earth is talked about quite a bit. Great, peace on earth, all for it. But what are you going to do about it? You can do quite a bit. Just you, your individual self, um, hook up with a group of other people that are maybe studying it and practicing it. So I, I really urge you to, to do that. And I'll keep, um, I was going to say pounding away. That's kind of a violent word. Um, I will keep pushing this forward, talking about it, because um, I believe very passionately in it. Um, and I try to do my best in my daily life to live um, more nonviolently than I did the day before. And some days are better than others, but you just keep at it. So with that in mind, peace, peace on earth. And um, let's get together and work on this more and more and bring it about. All right, take care. All good to be with you. Always open to questions, ideas, new insights, whatever. So um, peace.